Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jim or Fredette joins the program. What's in store for him next season? It's Friday, so that means it's the Big B, Little B show. Brian Kill will hang out in studio. Can I hang out too? Plus, no. which BYU player not named Tyler Haas is working out with the Utah Jazz today? And live updates of Daniel Summerhays at the U.S. Open. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. It is a Friday. Get it up, June 19th. This is BYU Sports Nation. We are live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Jerem Jordan alongside Canadian Football League analyst for BYU-TV Sports, Brian Logan. <laughs> You've never I been introduced that way no, by Spencer. I haven't, I man. I'm honored to be the <laughs> CFL analyst, even though I had like three months total. <laughs> hey, that's three months more than a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this morning, SB Nation published an interesting article naming the college football all big dude offense. The average weight for this offensive team, 350. 350. Three and a half spins. Any guess which two BYU players made the cut? I think one's pretty obvious. Mo Longy, 6'7", 4'10", on his mission in Phoenix. I don't think they know that. Uh, that's why he's on the team. The other guy, Manu Mulitalo, who is an offensive lineman at Brigham, 6'2", 373. You think Mo is the biggest on there, on that list? I would think so. Maybe they're... I, I, didn't, I didn't check to see if yeah, someone I, else is bigger. Check, I didn't check the list, but I would assume... That's pretty big. He's the biggest... Six seven the biggest four, baddest dude on there. Four ten. Woo! Can you imagine four ten coming at you? What would you do? Would okay, you... you were under you were under some piles, right? You come up, make a tackle. There's some lineman no, that's jumped, pulling. I, I was on top of piles. <laughs> were you piles. ever underneath when there were a couple of linemen on top of you? Surely, several times. There's been there's been a few times like like during you some avoided screen. these situations. Yeah, I I, I yeah. Yeah, I try to avoid him as best, smart as, I, as best as I could, man. The funniest thing when, when it comes to piles is that, I, you know, as a DB, majority of the time you're coming on late, so I would jump on the pile and then roll on, like, roll down the hill, like roll down the pile. <laughs> and the offensive linemen are using the bottom. They'd get so mad and just push you off. That's, they're that's trying to get up and they're, yeah, they're but hanging, kinda, I mean, hanging on to their calves. It's nervous when you see, like, you know, a, a, a lineman that, that big, that size coming at you, and you know how small you are, so it's just like – what do you do, man? You try to juke. You you know, do you curl up in the in the fetal position? What do you <laughs> do? You does your does your life twenty years from now flash before your eyes? Where you go? I want to walk. Every time a lineman pulls and it's just like you one on one with the lineman, you you make a business decision, man. <laughs> and, and what you got to do? Well what you got to do is you gotta you gotta make some type of a football move. And then you hit the ground. That way, during film, you could say, Coach, I tried. I slipped. The grass was wet. My cleats were, you know, messed up, whatever Someone the case else is. had some issue. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That way you don't look like, you know, a, a real Like Boo Boo Johnson. That, I, I would rank that as Doo Doo Stevens. Yeah. That's worse <laughs> than Boo Boo. Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Daniel Summerhays is in action at Chambers Bay already in round two of the U.S. Open. He He's won over today after bogeying his first hole uh, he shot even par yesterday in round one. That's really good on day nice. one to stay in competition. Top 30. Nice, nice. Good for Daniel. Skyler Howford will, will work out for the Utah Jazz today uh, in a pre-draft workout. That's, that's nice. That's pretty cool, man. He's not going to be drafted. It's a nice community gesture to Skyler. What? You think I get drafted? Okay. Uh, and <laughs> I, I Put talk- your blue goggles on, Jerem. He's not going to be drafted, but it's a really it's cool Friday. thing for him. I told him, dude, 
Take all the swag you can, man. If yeah. I were you, that's what I do. And Gatorade. And Gatorade. Or they power Or Powerade, whatever. Alaska Fairbanks yesterday. Who? They announced yesterday as a part of their basketball schedule that they're playing BYU on November 7th in Provo, 9 Eastern. This is the second exhibition game for BYU. The Cougars haven't announced it, but Alaska Fairbanks says, we're playing Provo November 7th. So that would be the Saturday before the Friday season opener if that's when BYU plays it. Traditionally, it's that Friday the next week. Still trying to figure out if they have a Walmart in that area. Uh, <laughs> BYU men's soccer Probably, right? will host football club Tucson tonight. Uh, the game starts at 9.30 Eastern. They'll play them tomorrow as well. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What do Baylor scheduling rumors have to do with BYU? Well, I'll tell you. A piece of news emerged about Baylor football that doesn't mention BYU, but has everything to do with Cougars. FoxSports.com reports Baylor is pursuing a game, possibly with the Pac-12, to open the 2016 Season. Okay, this is interesting because there is this growing trend in college football, Brian Logan, of teams playing overseas games. UCF played Penn State in Ireland. Really good game. Notre Dame played a game in Ireland two seasons ago. I believe that Ireland's going to host another game. I don't know what it is with Ireland and these games, but uh, Larry Scott of the Pac-12 has organized a conference game, I believe, Maybe it's a non-conference game for the Pac-12 this fall in China. Mm. College sports in the U.S. going overseas and playing. Obviously, the NFL plays in London. Yeah. There's always rumors of, do you put a team in London? What not? Mm. This idea of a college football game overseas, to me, fits perfectly in BYU's manifest destiny independent scheduling philosophy. Mm. In fact, Tom Homo was on the program uh, to announce the 2015 schedule a few months ago. And he said this in relation to playing military academies. It would be fantastic. So we're saying we're begging them. We'll play them in Ireland. We'll play them in the Bahamas. We'll play them at their home. We won't take a return game. We want to play those military academies. Okay, he's talking specifically about, you know, Navy. Army, yeah. Army is in the American. You can work with the American on that. Mm-hmm. But what do, what do you think of this idea of possibly BYU getting in the mix in the future? Of playing an overseas game, I think it's great, man. Um, when you look at the, the the first message of the church, um, you know exposure and using football as a missionary tool uh, to to bring the message to others beyond um, you know the U.S. and I, I would for me probably outside of Provo, you know. <laughs> outside of the U.S. and beyond, and, out, and outside the West, I, yeah. where it's a little more prominent. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's important. Uh, so that's first and foremost. Uh, but then, from a football standpoint, I think it's huge for recruiting. You know, you have an opportunity to play in places where you could potentially get uh, some recruits, guys that aren't really familiar with the sport. They have an opportunity to see it firsthand. And then, lastly, would be for the fans and for people that are outside of uh, the U.S. that are members of the church, you know, just be able to give back. It was always cool to go to away games and, and feel like a home game because you had the members of the church there supporting you. That's very cool. So our Twitter question today ties into this. Where would you like to see BYU football play a game outside of the U.S.? And why? First tweet coming in using the hashtag BYUSN at CrazyCookFanatic, a member of BYU Sports Nation. She says, Australia. Would be great for recruiting more rugby players like Mount Mormon, Mormon. Mo Longy. Yeah. 
who's on the all-big team. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Also, at TashaLynn19. Australia, my boss lives there, so maybe I could convince him to fly me out for a company meeting. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that could happen. Nice. There, there are obviously benefits of playing an overseas game. Yep. To me, it's like a bowl game in the regular season, right? It's an experience. It's a mm-hmm. different place. The fan experience, you talked about that, yeah. would be cool. Uh, ESPN, anytime there's an overseas game, it seems like they put that uh, on SportsCenter. They make that a big deal. One, it's broadcast, typically on ESPN. And two, it's on SportsCenter. And then, of course, you talked about it, and you always talk about it, recruiting. recruiting what does this man. mean for recruiting? Recruiting so there, is the number one there reason. Are obvious no. benefits. There, there are some stuff that would be a little difficult about overseas, especially during the school season. If it's the first game, though, and you're not quite in school, I think that's maybe the ideal time to do it. Yeah, if, that works. If you do it. Or, or, it, or it depends, I mean, if where, the, like, where you guys are at as a football program. If you're winning games, if you're maybe undefeated going into that game, I think your teachers are like, ah, oh, yeah, go ahead, take your time. If you're losing, are you telling like, us something about the 09 season? I'm just, uh-huh, <laughs> yep. If you're losing, the teachers might be like, um, well, okay, I need you to get this assignment early before you leave, and then you can go ahead and leave. So it just depends. BYU has actually been kind of a forerunner in this in this uh, situation of playing overseas games. The Cougars have actually done this a couple of times, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Dose. BYU has played two games overseas. 1978, BYU beat UNLV by four in Japan. Yeah. Then in 1987, BYU beat Colorado State by four in Australia. Both by four. Okay. So with that in mind, we ask the question, which... Uh, which foreign possible game in the future for BYU would be most beneficial? Where? What country, Brian? Yeah, so, I mean, two things really with me. First, and for, for me, it would be recruiting. So a place like a New Zealand mm-hmm. where you already have gotten guys or a place like Australia where you are familiar with the recruiting in the area. Uh, you guys already have connections and ties there. So that makes sense to really to, to maximize that trip. Uh, you have people uh, or members in the, of the church that are located there. So you, you are giving the fans that aspect. It could feel like a, a home game. Uh, you have that advantage. Um, but most importantly, man, re- recruiting. Uh, to have a kid on, that, that grew up in New Zealand uh, is, and is playing on that team, imagine what that does for that small kid or, that, or their cousin that's looking up to them, knowing that that's the big story was, hey, you know, my cousin went and played for BYU, uh, you know, to, went to the U.S., got a football scholarship. Man, I want to be just like him. Or, and that opens up just the eyes and the potential of the, the, the people living there, you know, when it comes to, uh, hey, let's take a look at football. Maybe this is a, a good opportunity. But you get the conversation going uh, for those kids. They know they have that, they have that ability. To me, the most sense, uh, it, it makes the most sense to go to New Zealand because yeah. you have – Paula C.K. obviously was from there. Uh, you have three players penciled in for the fall roster uh-huh. from New Zealand. But this, Tell this, me this, another team in college football with three Kiwis. Yeah. <laughs> Manasseh Tuungafasi, uh-huh. Johnny Linehan, and Josh Whippy. This would be my second thing, though. So, th- so for, for recruiting, being an analyst, you know, yeah, New Zealand, that makes sense. But for the church's message, something that was really cool for me being a non-member was, was Coach Mendenhall, and he said uh, in 2009, how cool would it be for this team to go to Cowboy Stadium in this big venue, this big atmosphere, uh, beat the number three team in the nation, uh, Heisman Trophy uh, winner coming back, and, and we just dominate them? What do you think that fans 
are going to do? What do you think everybody that's watching that game that's nationally televised, what do you think they're going to do after that game? They're going to go to their computers. They're going to search for BYU. And then look at the, the, the possibilities that that opens. What if you get somebody that goes really deep into investigating, you know, what BYU is, what they stand for, and they, and they become a member of the church? So you talk about a, a, a missionary tool first, and, and that's something that stuck with me as a non-member was, hey, you are always, always, always playing for something greater. And so uh, if, you, if you take that message and, and that goal in mind, then I don't know if New Zealand is, would be the, the, the most uh, beneficial place to play. Well, I right? think it might help there because you do have members of the church, and it's easier for those people that maybe have friends that are members of the, of the church to get some I want questions answered. I want quantity. <laughs> I want to play in a place where I can you after quantity? I'm done, go to China I or want, India. I want as many people to get baptized as possible. Do you if see, I'm, bapti- if I'm baptisms and touchdowns. <laughs> Hashtag BYU, man. I think given BYU's... Uh, brand and how big it is, the membership of the church all over the world, and the relationship with the ESPN, that BYU will play a game overseas in the next 10 years. 10 years. That's, that's just my opinion. My bold prediction is five years. Five years. In the next five, five years. Yep. I could see it happen. ESPN could call BYU one day and say, hey, you want to play Texas in Mexico City yeah. in 2017? BYU say, uh, yeah. Let's, let's cancel this one game with whoever. Let's push around UNLV or whatever. That's ended up happening. Or ABC could and say... And then you make it happen. And then you make it happen. So this this is something... Or what? I was going to say, or ABC could say, do you want to play Nebraska? Yeah, e- ESPN, you know? the parent company. And saying, we'll put it on I was ABC. Saying, I yeah. was saying a- ABC, you know. One, two, three. You and me. <laughs> right? Yes. No? Yes. I, I think BYU is going to play in the next 10 years. It's going to be awesome. Five. And and the bottom line, though, it doesn't matter if you schedule an overseas game. You've got to win game one first, which is September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 78. Woo, that was good, man. It's Tootie Knooch 78. Is it Tooney Knooch Day? I can't remember. Tooney Knooch is 78. The conversation is live 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Twigyourstone says... To where would you like to see a BYU football play a game outside the U.S. and why? I thought the game in Ireland was cool. Put BYU in South America for the fans down there. Yeah. Buenos Aires or yeah. Sao Paulo no, or no something. No recruiting, though. Maybe you can, maybe right. some kickers, maybe. Right. We can always get that kickers. That hasn't though. really worked out. No? In college football. You could always get no. kickers, though, really. Anyway. No, not really. Hey, where does Jimmer Fredette see himself next season, and what is he up to? We'll ask him next on BYU Sports Nation. You could be a kicker. Me? Yeah. Could Jimmer be a kicker? Jimmer could be a kicker. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're simulcasting on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up next Wednesday, BYU Football Media Day is live here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Four decades of dominance, one of the awesome shows prepared for that day. That starts at 4 Eastern time. Fantastic guest list. You don't want to miss that next Wednesday, 4 Eastern time. Here on BYU TV. Where would you like to see BYU football play a game outside the U.S. and why? That's our Twitter question today. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At It's Chappie. Mexico City, somewhere in Polynesia, Great Britain, Calgary, in my opinion, capitalize on church strongholds. Hmm. I agree with that too. You said Canada. Yeah. Oh, I said Canada. Yeah, Calgary specifically. Mm-hmm. There's CFL stadiums you can play in too. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. I think I think BYU should play a game in Canada. One Ed- day. Edmonton, the t- the team I played for, 
Um, you 60, were an Eskimo. 60, Sixty. Yep. I was. A, I was a small little Eskimo. Uh, Sixty thousand. That the stadium. Wow. Yeah. That's really yeah. big. Yeah. And Calgary holds the uh, the stampede, of course. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We now welcome in uh, four-time NBA vet or four-year NBA vet and the 2011 National College Player of the Year, Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, man. Jerem, how are you? I am good. We're here with Brian Logan as well. Uh, I, I joked with you last night at uh, Kyle Collinsworth's reception that we've been calling you Jameer here on the show for a while since we <laughs> talked to a guy at the Times Picayune. What do you think of Jameer? Hey, you know, someone has that name in the NBA already, so I'm trying to be unique. And, uh, you know, let's keep it Jimmer, I guess, for right now. But, you know, I've pretty much answered to anything. So if you want to call me, that's fine. Have you ever thought of any any nicknames? Have any of your teammates give you any nicknames? Well, yeah, the guys at BYU did. Brandon and Charles gave me a nickname. Uh, they called me Blizz, and it's short for Blizzard. And the reason is because I'm very pasty white, first of all, my complexion. <laughs> but the second thing is that, you know, I used to come at people like a blizzard, they said, on the basketball court. Mm. So that's, that's kind of a double-meaning name. They, they still call me it. Nice. <laughs> of, course, of course, the ball wizard came out in those commercials as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. They didn't really ever call me that, though. <laughs> Last night was a sort of basketball, BYU basketball reunion at uh, Kyle Collinsworth's reception. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Charles Abuo, Brandon Davies, a lot of the current guys. What was it like to hang out with those guys again? Oh, it's so great to see all those guys. I mean, they're some of my best, best friends that I've had and um, still have, and I keep in contact with them. Uh, every single, you know, every single day and, and talk with those guys and see how they're doing. And, um, you know, I saw Chris Collinsworth and, you know, Tyler Hawes was there and just the new guys that are there. So kind of the whole BYU basketball family, you know, for the last 10 years, uh, it's kind of rolled through this week. So it's been cool to be able to see everybody. Jimmer, do you hear similar stories from your teammates in the NBA when it comes to their relationships uh, with their college uh, teammates? Yeah, you know, definitely um, the guys in the the guys in the NBA definitely have pretty good relationship with their college guys, and um, you know sometimes in the NBA you don't get as as good relationship with guys. You're kind of off on your own a little bit more. But when you're in college, it's uh, it's like a family. You're with each other all the time. You eat together. Um, you're you're always on you know bus rides and planes together, and you know you go through a lot of experience. You guys live together most of the time, um, so it's a, definitely a different camaraderie when you're in college. And um, you know I talked to my NBA guys about it, and you know it's definitely not the same. James Taft Fredette is on BYU Sports Nation outside uh, <laughs> outside the the building here. We we feel and see and hear uh, a lot of construction going on, which is very exciting. Uh, the Marriott Center annex. Uh, some pre-construction uh, underway. What involvement did you have in helping to kind of uh, get that going and get that, that made? Unfortunately, a few years after you graduate, but it, at least it's happening. Yeah, that's all right. I'll, I'll still use it just as much as those guys do. I'm <laughs> sure I'll come back in the summer and use it. I'll make sure to get my fill. But, uh, no, I mean, I didn't do a ton, um, to be honest, but I definitely Brian Santiago had me. Uh, go with him and talk to some, some some sponsors and some boosters of BYU and just to talk about my experience at BYU and kind of why we need a practice facility and how it could help us move into the, you know the next step as a program and if you want to be a big time program you got to have big time facilities and uh, I think this is the first step uh, to do that so we we've uh, I think they've done a great job with it. How will it translate into the next level? You think? Um, I think it can. I mean, it, when you have recruits coming into 
uh, look at these schools, they want to see the facilities. I mean, that's what I looked at when I was when I was younger. I wanted to see if they had a nice practice facility, and um, you know what kind of arena they were in, and what the locker rooms looked like. And you know, obviously, they've done redone all that since I've been here. Um, so when those big time recruits come in, they want to see that type of stuff. So now that we have these new facilities coming, you know, it definitely can help in the recruiting process. Jimmer Fredette is on BYU Sports Nation. Tyler Hawes, obviously in the news, hoping to be drafted uh, next week. What kind of conversation or advice have you given him related to his NBA aspirations? You know, I just told, I just told him to work hard and be him. You know, don't try to do anything out of the ordinary. You know, Tyler is such a hardworking kid, and you know he can shoot the basketball. He's a competitive kid. So I said, just be yourself on those workouts. That's what that's what they want you to do. They want they want to see you for you. Um, and, and go out there and control what you can control. So work as hard as you can, have a, a good attitude, support the guys that you're going against, but also try to beat them. You know, you, you, you're the competitive spirit or what these guys are looking for in these workouts, and, um, you know, he definitely has that. Jimmer, do you see Tyler being on a roster this year? You know, I hope so. I hope I, I think he has the skill set to be on an uh, on a, on a NBA team this year for sure. And I'd love to see him um, in the NBA, and I'd love to be able to play against him and see him, um, whether it's on his team or against them. You know, so I'd love to see him in the NBA, and I think he has the skills and tools to be able to to be on a roster this year. So, you know, sometimes it just depends on, you know, if you get drafted and then where where you go um, and what kind of timing it is and who's on the roster and who the coach is. So, a lot of things that go into it, but uh, I think he has talent enough. And recently, BYU's proven that you can go undrafted and still play in the league. Brandon Davies, a uh, great example of that, uh, had about a season and a half in the league uh, undrafted, which is yep. pretty good. Jimmer, what's in yeah, store for you? Awesome. Jimmer, what's in for a store for you next season? You know, I'm excited to see. You know, I've been um, you know talking with different teams, and my agent's been out there talking with different teams, and you know, we'll find out sometime probably in, in mid to late July, um, you know, where I'll be landing. Um, or, you know, we'll just find out sometime after July 1st. And uh, that's when the first, you know, free agency, official free agency period starts. And uh, so I'm excited. You know, there's teams that we're talking to, and I'm just trying to find a, a roster and a team that is a good fit with a coach that, you know, wants me to, to be on the team and wants me to, to be a part of their organization. So I'm excited to be able to go through that through that route and hopefully you know this year will be a, a great one do you Jim, feel like do you, oh sorry go ahead Brent. No, i was just going to talk about the nba finals and what you your, your thoughts there uh i'm from the bay area not a true uh golden state fan more of a lakers fan uh but what are your thoughts what are your thoughts there <laughs> yeah no they i mean they were the best team all year um you know they were the best team in the regular season they were the best team in the postseason uh, they just have so many guys. There's so many guys that they can throw at you, and and uh, they shoot the ball so well. If one of them's off, another one's on. Uh, they they defend really well. They're all they're all like six seven, six eight, and athletic. So they just switch everything and and keep you in front of you. So they they were number one defensive team all year, um, and they did a great job. I mean, and I'd like to point out that LeBron's uh, LeBron is just unbelievable. The, what he did with that team was something that I don't think anybody's ever seen before. He he brought that team, put them on his back, and just, you know, won two games and could have gone, you know, could have easily won that series with, you know, a couple close games going either way. So, I mean, he's uh, he's, he's an amazing basketball player, but it was, it was a fun series to was watch. Was it surprising that he didn't win the MVP? 
Um, it was a little surprising. Yeah, I, I think that he probably deserved it. But um, Andre Iguodala was definitely a guy that was a key factor in their winning. Um, if he didn't play as well as he did, they definitely wouldn't have won that series. And he was consistent all all uh, series long. So, you know, I'm glad that he – I'm happy for him that he won it. But I definitely think that um, LeBron was probably worthy of it too. Jimmer Fredette is on BYU Sports Nation. Jimmer, the fan base during the season uh, typically related to you is saying, I wish the coach would play him more. From your perspective, do you feel like you've been given a fair look at uh, proving yourself in the league? You know, I've had opportunities to, to go out there and play. Um, you know, I, I haven't gotten consistent, the consistent minutes that I've wanted to, you know, every single year in the league. But, you know, sometimes you have to go through those trials to, to – get better and to move forward and make yourself better as a person, as a basketball player, and then move forward and, um, you know, try to find a right spot. And that's what it's all about. So I, when, when I have had opportunities, I felt like I've played pretty well and done some good things um, enough that teams are still interested and still want me to be a part of their roster. But I, I've learned in the NBA, you just control what you can control. A lot of things you can't, you can't control out there, and, but you can control your attitude and how hard you work every single day. Um, and that's what I do. And, you know, eventually I know it's going to work out. You continue to, to do the right things. I know it's going to work out. So, you know, I'm excited for, for a shot and hopefully more consistent playing time. Jimmy, you're involved in a Stop Bullying campaign. Uh, what's involved there for you? Yeah, it's been, it's been great. Our, our foundation, um, the Fredette Family Foundation, has uh, been going on for, you know, three years, a little over three years now, and things have been rolling really well and uh, we started doing this anti-bullying campaign in the last couple of years and uh, kids and families have really latched onto it it really hits home to a lot of different families in the the utah area and in the upstate new york area and, and people all over the country and all over the world experience bullying and it's something that um you know really can mess up kids lives and mess up families lives um and we're just trying to put the awareness out of it to try to get into the school districts and to, you know, try to teach these kids how to have positive peer pressure in schools and to, you know, include everyone in, in the different uh, activities that they're going to do throughout the day. Um, so, you know, we're trying to, to spread the word and we hope to, you know, help as many kids and as many families as we can. Where did this idea come from? Was it uh, a personal experience or maybe uh, heard of situation from a family or a friend? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely um, there's been a lot. I, I, I give you examples of both. I mean, I've seen bullying in in my lifetime, and uh, you know, we've had a lot of families in the area come to us and talk about how their kid will come from home from school, you know, and and just feel awful just because he had been bullied that day, and and it ruins their you know their their lives at home as a family. The kid just wants to to hang out in his room by himself and. And, and he doesn't feel good, and then, you know, it obviously makes the parents feel awful, and it just really puts a strain on the on the family. So these kids are um, you're going through tough times, and uh, we've had a lot of people come up to us and say, what can we do for this, and how can you help us? So we've tried to put together programs to, to go into the school district to try to help these kids and uh, help them realize that, you know, what they're doing, what bullying is, is, is not cool, and, um, you know, being a good person and, and including everyone, that's what's going to make you a good, a good guy and make everyone want to be around you. Well, that's great because that is yeah. really an issue nowadays, and uh, it's great that you've reached out and tried to make a difference with that. That is great. Maybe uh, Spencer well, and, and, uh, and Jerem can 
can take some notes from you, man. Cause they always bully me. So. I'm sorry. We'll chat after. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I heard that. So you know, Jeremy, you might need to get into the program, bro. Yeah, exactly. We'll ch- we'll chat after, Jim. Uh, right. <laughs> recently, a baseball uh, All-American signee for BYU named Kyle Dean told us that he's playing with the team uh, in uh, Amsterdam, New York City, or New York, and he said that he's going to be in Glens oh, Falls yeah. in July. Yeah. Um, wh- where do you recommend he eats? I, I, know, I know what you're going to say besides Angelina's Pizza, which is fantastic, and I've been there twice. Where, yeah. else, where else should he eat in Glens Falls? Yeah, I already tweeted him about it. Nice. So I told him to go over to Angelina's for sure. I mean, that's the number one spot. You can eat there, you know, lunch, dinner, breakfast, doesn't matter. So, I mean, that's really the only place you need. But there's some other really good places. I'd, I'd say you go to D- Dirty John's Hot Dogs, which is downtown, Buns Falls. Um, it's different than J-Dogs. J-Dogs is like a sweet sauce, and Dirty John's is like a, a more beet sauce. Um, and it's it's pretty good. Um, it's called New Way Lunch, actually, but we call it Dirty John's. Um, and so I, I would I would tell him to go over there and check that out too. Okay, Jimmer, great stuff. We appreciate the time. Good luck with uh, everything you're doing with your foundation. I know you're in town uh, working with kids, and so we appreciate the time, man. No problem. We'll see you guys a little later. All right. Okay. Thanks, Jimmer. Jimmer Fredette on BYU Sports Nation. You will definitely see him later to enroll in the program. <laughs> to enroll in there. <laughs> yeah. And that's no laughing matter. We shouldn't laugh too much about no, it. That, but no, no. Yeah, but, we'll, you know, we'll, my, we'll chat after. My, my feelings get hurt sometimes. If, yeah. uh, oh, wow. Okay, this is a serious thing. We'll chat after. Yep. Appreciate it. I don't get any. See, the, th- the difference is with Spencer, I get text messages with him saying, hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, hope everything was good. With you, I don't get anything. Wow. This is taking a really serious tone <laughs> going to break. I really liked what uh, Jimmer mentioned about Hey, we'll know in July. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. it's he's telling us the interest is great for him to stay in the league, which is great. I think he'll stay. You think he'll stay? I think it's been in question, but I'd like him to stay. Up next, Brian Keel in studio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Brian's done this. You can do it, too. You download the show podcast on iTunes. It's free. Or stream it on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up next Wednesday on BYU Football Media Day, Brian, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. State of the program on BYU Football Media Day. That will kick things off on the BYU TV side. There are web chats uh, that start before that on BYUTV.org, but with kicks things off on TV and radio. 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So check web that chats. out. I'm in, I am looking forward to the web chats. Those are fun. Lauren Franklin's yeah. going to host those. Those will be great. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Daniel Summerhays is at the U.S. Open even par so far. Summer Hayes bogeyed his first hole of round two, but then just birdied the par four 13th at Chamber Bay. He's tied for 24th right now. This is a great result for a guy who's been a, uh, a pro out of BYU for, I don't know, six or seven years. Yeah, I mean, keeping BYU on the map, man. Good luck, Daniel. Uh, Skyler Halford will work out for the Utah Jazz today uh, in a pre-draft workout. What do you think, Jerem? Yay it's, it's or nay a- for the draft? Nay. Okay. With the strongest horse sound possible, dude. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice gesture for a local guy. I like it. It's cool. That's cool. Alaska Fairbanks, who announced yesterday as part of their basketball schedule, uh, that they're playing BYU November 7th in and- Provo. So this will be BYU's second exhibition game uh, of the season. And you asked earlier, is there a Walmart there? Yeah, there is our, a Walmart. Our, our crack research team of 20 people uh, looked this up and said there is a super Walmart that includes a grocery store. 
as well. They have a, a tire and lubing service express as well. So I, they have everything. They, there. I, you qualify as a city to me if you have a Walmart. If you have a Walmart in your city, you qualify. There are there are cities that don't have WalMarts. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> BYU men's soccer team host uh, football club Tucson tonight. The game starts at nine thirty Eastern. I like, I like that you say the football club part, which the football is football club. That's good. I have Just to, to make sure. Yeah, I have yeah. to say football club when yeah. I say that. It, you know, it's not the real football, right? But it's football. Speaking of football. It's a fast Friday, or that's what he calls it. Brian Keel is in studio, and this is my first opportunity to hang out on a Friday with Brian and Brian. Mm-hmm. So what can I expect here? Just give Don't me get idea. lost in the, in the shuffle. It's going to be quick, fast, elusive. I like running a fast <laughs> offense, so let's go. You're let's hanging be. with B and B. I think what we figured out is it's Big B, Little B featuring B. Jerome. Jerome, yeah. <laughs> I'm, Jerome. I'm in there somewhere, but I'm not the, you know, one of the main guys. Okay, so our Twitter question today has revolved around BYU and, and this growing uh, college football trend to play some games outside the country, Brian. Ooh. Baylor might open the 2016 season in Australia against a Pac-12 team. UCF played Penn State in Ireland last year. Notre Dame two years ago in Ireland. BYU's played two games. Uh, uh, they played in Japan and Australia back in the 70s and 80s. Do you, think it, do you want BYU to play a game outside the country one day? Sure. I, I thought, in my mind, just thinking about that opportunity, that would be fun. Would you, would you, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I would have yeah. loved it. If, if, if I'm a player, uh, I, I would definitely love to do that. I don't got to go to school for a, 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 <laughs> a week. While, right? like a week. I'm good there. And then, you know, just to so play. So you went right to the perks. <laughs> right there. Not the game. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, secondly, yeah, it would be the game. It would be pretty cool. And the fact that. When you travel uh, as a BYU player, it's still somewhat of a home game because you get the fans yeah. and the fan base. I mean, if you, Brian, if you're a recruit and you're sitting, you're sitting down, you're seeing that schedule, and then one of those games you're playing overseas, I mean, what does that do for you as a as It's going to jump out off the page to me. I, 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 and when I was in high school, I had never even been out of the country. Mm. So the prospect of – Going some, I mean that's just something cool. There's a lot of people that haven't been out of the country. Yeah. So I mean that's cool. I think it's just fun and exciting. Get on the airplane, go across the pond. That would be Sign. awesome. Yeah. Sign me up. So specifically, our Twitter question is this: Where would you like to see BYU football play a game outside the uh, US and why? Where? Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> where would you? Where would you like to where, play? Where? Uh, maybe you Europe. Somewhere Europe? in Europe. Yeah, Europe would be cool. I think I've never been there. Still. Mm. So I'll go with Europe. Yeah, is my okay. final answer. We we, we, we kind of both said New Zealand and Australia. Oh, you guys are going for Be, the top, okay? Because <laughs> we think that BYU could recruit a yeah. little bit ah, via this game. More, so you guys are on a business trip. More strategic. You guys, man. I don't want to be on a business trip. What about the Dallas? About the Dallas, man. I like where your yeah. I like where your mind's at. I can't stomach that flight. You was over but I like, trying to have vacation. I, <laughs> that's what you was doing. Well, I just can't. Like, oh. I just can't make that flight. You know, not everybody can be in business class. You know, the coaches are going to be up there. Tom Holmo's probably going to be up there, <laughs> but the so, players, the players are going to be when Mo Longy right. for right eighteen hours. Yeah. I can't make that flight. No, yeah, you, oh, so uh, you think about just being comfortable, right? The longest uh, to this day, the longest I've ever been on a flight is six hours to Hawaii, and that is death to yeah, me. So the, mo- the, the, the the just the idea of eighteen hours or whatever did it is. With, did you go with your kids? You <laughs> no. Have kids? Oh, have you so, done it? Yeah, I, did, well, my, my, yeah, I have three year old. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. You're probably I, looking for that parachute off. Oh, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. I went to the bathroom like five times. <laughs> back of the back of the airplane. Brian Keel is on BYU Sports Nation. Another topic we've discussed this week 
looking at all the awesome games on BYU's schedule, what would be the biggest potential win among them? Just over the next couple of years? You, of this upcoming season. Oh, oh. I, just, I had one in my mind win. when you first framed that question that we LSU. talked about. LSU. LSU. Yeah. LSU it sticks yeah. out, doesn't it? It does, it man. It's out. just, you know, they've, they've had multiple national championships in the last decade. Mm-hmm. They're in the SEC. They're a premier team in the SEC. They yearly put some of the best athletes in, into the NFL. I mean, that's just, that's the creme de la creme right there. Oh, yeah. To play, I mean, think about that, too. Uh, and, and this is something that that brought up that was brought up to me the other day with uh, with the players. If you lose one game as a player and independent, well, you don't have nothing to play for. Whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. your season's over. But that's a that's baloney, man. Yeah, Especially when you got when you, that on your schedule. And it's yeah, a season you opener. LSU, that's a nugget. I mean, it's a season opener neutral that is site. A nugget. The country, everyone would know. That that's BYU, a nugget. Like right Oklahoma, there. Yeah. it's Oklahoma part two. It really yeah. is. But those but those those types of games, man. I mean, I don't care if my team is. You know, uh, if we if we've only lost or, or won three games, yeah. I still got to pre- I got to perform yeah. for the next level for yeah. scouts. You know, see, and you know they they play some some big teams next year, really big teams. You know, it's one of the toughest schedules ever. But in terms of the last decade, you know, like for Michigan it has more his, history than LSU, mm-hmm. but right now they're not in the same universe. Yeah, as as far as you know, they might get there with with a new coach who's a good coach, but. Yeah, n- not quite yet. So of of this season's games, you got Nebraska, Boise State, UCLA, Michigan, Missouri. Those are kind of the this top five. Season's right? game. The, what would well, be it, the biggest potential win? It, de- it depends on what those programs do this year. You know, I would say let's say, all, say, let's say they all finish. Let's say they all finish with similar tw- records. Similar records. Top, let's just say top twenty five. If they're all in the top twenty five, then in my mind. I don't know. It, it, Nebraska, Michigan, or Missouri—they'd all be about equal. about equal if they were ranked about the same. Mm-hmm. I think that's all about the same quality of win. Okay, you know, it's, yeah. As far as just the brand. Now, if now if you're talking about if one of them's up there in the top ten, then it's obvious, yeah. you know, or something like that. But which which could be UCLA. Right, right now, right now, UCLA, the national perception is that UCLA. Where are those three games at? Uh, Nebraska on the road, UCLA on the road, Michigan on the road, Missouri, right, Missouri neutral. Missouri. At neutral. Arrowhead Stadium, okay. So Stadium. then I would say, then I would say those two, those other two that are in their stadium, that's a little bit of a bigger win. If you go into their house and beat them, a true if road they're win. Sim- if yeah. they have similar years and they're similar, yeah. mm-hmm. you, know, you go into Nebraska and beat them. You go into the big house and beat them. That's a little different than beating Missouri at a neutral site, which is still, a, I mean, it's way closer to them. That's that like, SEC East champs back like, to back years. That's like Oklahoma, man. You were at that game. I was at that game. Tell these people how <laughs> the sea of red that it's you still, saw. Oh, it's still. We it had wasn't, a sliver. It wasn't a, a home game for Oklahoma. Oh. It was a. It was a Texas uh, and Oklahoma. It was a Come summer on. home game for Oklahoma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they yeah. were just down the street at their summer home. It was yeah. a sliver, dude. Yeah. Blue. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's messed up. And I was going nuts on the sideline. And yet, BYU won. More with Brian Keel coming up after the break. We'll ask him who the best BYU player at their position nationally is, who will lead the team in tackles next year, Mm -hmm. among the questions coming up for Brian. Mm. Stay tuned for that. Plus, we update you on Daniel Summerhays live at the U.S. Open. How's he doing? He birdied the, the fourth hole. How's he doing? I think he's through 13 now. We'll tell you where he's at. That's coming up on BYU Sports Should we Nation. give him like the karma somehow? Or right now? We can't really, sure. We can't really touch him. Going to break? Let's yeah. Give it to him. We give him the karma. All right. Yeah. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We've been talking about our BYU Sports Nation Twitter contest, Brent, with an I. And that contest ends today. It ends today. So make sure you get your latest BYU Sports Nation swag by trying to win this. Hashtag Elite Shirt. You got blue goggles, show-worn wristband, and so on. There are two rules. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Show us how you are an elite member of BYU Sports Nation. And again, that ends today, so make sure you get your tweets in. I want to see the front of this this shirt. Oh, it just says BYU Sports Nation. Did you say just? We got a tweet at GK like, Thurston. What if what? What if you had like a, like a picture of Mitch Matthews right here? I talked to Mitch, and he's like, dude, I need a shirt. He, he mentioned it in a tweet, but I followed up with him, and he's like, you got to get me a shirt. Got to get one. And I said, we'll figure it out, man. It, uh, G. Thurston said, GK Thurston says, I'm an elite member of BYUSN because I'm on a mission to convert every cougar to be a BYU cougar. He has a picture of a BYU hat in front of a cougar in a cage. Ooh. Uh, I, I assume that all cougars are BYU-ish are fans. Already, yeah. They could already. be Houston and Washington State Already. Fans, no, they right? don't like no? them. No? They don't like them. Brian Keel still with They don't like them. They don't like them. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It would have been... Would have been that much more elite if he would have went closer to the Put cage. The, actually, <laughs> on the cougar in the cage. In the, oh, see, you <laughs> took it to a whole nother universe, man. I was just gonna say maybe went to the cage and took a selfie with it yeah. a little bit closer. <laughs> you know, you you were you're talking about death, death, yeah. death. Yeah, be careful, man. Yeah. Well, if 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 he was a true cougar, then the real cougar would have not eaten him. So mm. would have mm. respected his cougarhood. Ooh. It's getting nice. crazy. It's, nice. it's getting crazy. It's I a Friday with that's, that's deep right there, <laughs> man. I feel it. I'm nervous for that guy. Like, don't do that. You guys have seen that don't commercial that. they had a couple years ago? Yeah. Was, you were in it. Yeah. You know, with the, the cougar. Yeah. It was that's a how promotional we, that's how we survived. Yeah. Because he knew that all of us were green screen. Hey, 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 come on, man. They don't know that. They don't know that. They didn't know that. The magic of TV They didn't know that. Brian Keel's on BYU was real. Sports. It was vicious. <laughs> All right. Next, Knocking stuff over on subject. our set here. Uh, before the break, we, uh, we teased. We were going to ask you a couple of questions. This week we talked about the best player at their position nationally. So we discussed different guys on BYU. For example, Tijon Kroma among all the centers in college football. Taysom McCorder, Taysom Hill, Mitch Matthews, Jamal Williams, and Bronson Kafusi. I think we're the five we discussed. Hmm. Who do you think is the best player at their position nationally on BYU's team? Of that group right there? Of any guy. Anybody. But we think those five are kind of the Taysom. 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 Yeah, I okay. mean, definitely. There isn't a quarterback out there that's got what he has. Mm. That's not to say that he's the best quarterback out there by any means. Mm. But there isn't a quarterback out there that has what he has. Athletically. Yeah, yeah, the tools. And so if he can – He's an elite running he, back that passes yeah. to me. If he can right. dial it – he's just an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the just guy is – the guy is a, a single handicap golfer. I mean, he can do 360 windmill dunks on the, the, the hardwood. I mean, he's just, just an elite athlete. Best athlete we've had at quarterback, you think? Oh, not even, it's not even close. McMahon and Young were not known for that. If you're talking about athletes, not even close. Hmm. I mean, it's not even, it's like everybody else. And then, oh, on his own planet over here is Taysom. Maybe, you know? maybe Steve Young, maybe? <laughs> Steve Young's. I mean, he's the next guy. Like, it's yeah. everybody, and Steve Young is... He admitted he was a better version of himself. Oh, right? Did you just say another planet? Taysom is. Said, Taysom. That's that plays into Brian's thing. I say universe, man. He's the best. You know, he's the best <laughs> he quarterback is, in the universe. He is, okay. as far as athleticism. Would, would you rather have a athletic quarterback, or would you rather have the more traditional quarterback that can sit down and... And so, that doesn't necessarily mean that the, the traditional quarterback can't run or yeah. anything like that, but... 
Would you rather him be more of a drop back passer, more of a, a gunslinger, um, and be better in, with with those type of uh, skill sets? Well, it depends on two things. It depends on the offense that you have, and it depends on what defenses you're facing. Mm, in okay. college, okay. you can kill it being this type of quarterback. It takes him quarterback. If he wants to succeed at the next level, and he will get there. If he wants to succeed there, he is going to have to develop things that he hasn't developed yet. And he knows that. He would tell you that. Timing, number and one, so, maybe, as a passer? Timing, patience in the pocket, awareness in the pocket, staying in the pocket, mm. keeping his eyes downfield, picking his moments better. Um, you, you was, we talked about Russell, William, Russell Williams, Russell Wilson during <laughs> the break. Some guy named Russell Williams. <laughs> Russell Wilson during the break. The thing that makes Russell Wilson so great is he is very accurate in his passes. Mm. He's not a fantastic passer. But he is, he is he's pretty accurate, but he, he chooses his moments to run. And yeah. he, he doesn't scramble to scramble. He scrambles, and he keeps his eyes downfield. And then at the last second, he'll tuck it and go. Mm-hmm. He gets down before anybody can touch him, but he always has his eyes downfield. And that's a big concern with, with a lot of fans, given what happened last year with Taysom. Yeah. And if he can stay healthy. Hits. Yeah, yeah, if he can stay healthy. But do you think that falls on Taysom or the play calling of – coaching up I think it's both and it's hard with the offense we run but it's at the same point in time it's Taysom needing to realize take what they give you and and learn to get down when you need to get down when you need to learn to slide when you need to or throw the ball away throw the ball throw the ball away don't run out of bounds for a five-yard loss Mm -hmm. and now we we got third and 15 instead of third and 10 you know throw the ball away just little things like that that's just a taste. Unfortunately, we, we only have an hour on this show. Otherwise, we'd be here all day. It's awesome. But Brian Keel will be here next Wednesday for BYU Football Media Day as well. And then, of course, Fast Friday. So, Brian, it goes by fast. Thanks for the yeah, time. Right. Fast you guys, Friday. You guys were lying, man. Fast, fast Friday. Friday. That was a fast Friday. Hey, coming up, some BYU basketball scheduling news in the whip as well as your elite tweet and sounds of the week. And as we mentioned, Daniel Summerhay is live at the PGA Tour. How is he doing? I mentioned through 13 or 14. He's through four holes because he started on hole 10. He's on the back nine. But doing work there. Plus, Cougars in the CFL. BC Lions in action tonight. Cody Hoppin played last night. How did he do? And the men's soccer team will update you on all that stuff. B&B. Down in the blue goggles. We'll be back in a minute. TGIF. <laughs> Family Matters. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. The University of Alaska Fairbanks released their 2015-2016 basketball schedule, announcing that they will play BYU on November 7th in an exhibition game in Provo. Also, Skylar Halford was invited to work out with the Utah Jazz today. Nice. Cougars in the CFL, eh? Cody Hoppin had one catch, 32 yards, with the Montreal Alouettes, who lost to Toronto last night in an exhibition game. Austin Colley and the BC Lions will play tonight in a preseason game. Unfortunately, John Beck has been sick for a couple of weeks. He's not going to play tonight. Get better, John. Soccer. The men's soccer team plays Football Club Tucson tonight as part of a two-game <laughs> series. The game will kick off in Provo at 7.30 p.m. Cougars in the PGA. After shooting even par in round one yesterday, Daniel Summerhays has a... Yes? There's a bird. Has a bogey and two birdies <laughs> through four holes today in round two. He is one under and tied for 14. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander and the team and Team USA play the first of two World League games in Iran tonight. Sander is still recovering from an ankle injury, but is available to play. Baseball. Taylor Sander's in Iran right now. 
Jeremy Guthrie pitched six innings, only gave up two runs in a Kansas City win last night, 3-2 over the Brew Crew. It's been a fun, full week. Spencer's been on vacation. Hopefully he's enjoyed that. Here are the best sounds of the week. There's a lot of moving. We we live out of suitcases. A lot, lot like a mission. I mean, at least you got to treat it like that. A lot like a mission. You can leave anytime. You know, don't be like cheesy with it, like oh ref, but kind of like if you do get hit, you know, take advantage of that opportunity to like help your team advance and maybe opportunity to score. So there's a way that you can tell if it's uh, my distance boys. If you can't see every single rib on on these guys <laughs> running shirtless, it's not it's not my distance crew. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the way that you can know if it's the BYU distance guys yes. running out there. Uh, did you after you you broke the record? Did you say, "Wow, all of my hard work, my dedication, you know, finally paid off"? Or did you say, "Thank you, BYU Sports Nation, for giving me the <laughs> both"? Actually, <laughs> you're gonna play I'm four, ten minute quarters among other things. What do you the, think of the, the this? Is this is the NBA? This is this is what I'm excited about. But not only did he take that play from me, he took my girlfriend away from me. Whoa! <laughs> so. Yeah. so and he's married to her, Cherie, and, and they've got a great family. And, and, and it's one of those things that you think back on, and you know what? The better man got it. Some stoppage time, extra sound there, and sounds of the week. That, that was a fun way to end it. Jeff Blank telling us that Gary Scheide took his girlfriend and then married her. Yep. I would. <laughs> Wanted what? to get the ball passed to me, I had to give it my girl. What a fun week. Today's Rise to Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter, helping you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to Daniel Summerhays, who just parred his fifth hole, so he's one under. On day two at the U.S. Open. He's in the top 15 right now. Nice. This is really good. Doing work. Our elite tweet of the day. <laughs> that will never get old. Yes, it will. At <laughs> underscore white chocolate. B- it's Jason Williams from the NBA. Nice. BYU football should play a game in or around New Zealand that might get the attention of some rugby players. Mm-hmm. Hashtag pipeline. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I said, man. That's what the you proof. said. Thanks to Jimmer for that, Brian Keel, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show is on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For, for Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to David Foote. BYU what? Sports Nation. Footy! BYU Sports Nation back at it Monday at noon Eastern. Spencer back in the house. Media Day next week, baby!